0: Stampede. Garner isn't one sixty two recorded eleven seven twenty twenty two. Maybe you've heard this expression, please step to the rear of the bus, or maybe you've heard the line forms at the end. What about, don't call us, we'll call you? Yeah, how about all those signs that say, going out of business, which of course means your services are no longer needed. Yeah, we just had to keep the ball rolling, so why not tell the American people to take a back seat while our leaders figured out how to fix the mess we're in? And why shouldn't they try to put all the pieces back together again? Their power, their prestige is at stake. So what if people had to suffer? It was just going to be a shallow correction. But they couldn't hide the illnesses that were brought to us in the name of progress. They couldn't stop the homelessness, the violence. So what's the difference if a few more were thrown out of work during a recession? Our leaders just needed more time and they'd show us how to get back on top. You just had to be a believer that everything was all right, and you could trust them to make the right decisions. And why should they be trusted? They made the rules in the first place. So what if they were pompous and arrogant? They could say, were a nation of laws. But they never wanted you to know the laws were made for them, and not for you. They could hide behind documents that proved their position of privilege. You were to be tricked, deceived into believing you could watch them eating ice cream cones to prove everything was working, and You were safe. But things change. That's what the natural world says. Things never remain the same forever. They just had to make sure you didn't understand that. They wanted you to keep believing that everything was all right, but it hasn't been right for us in a long time. They'll keep eating the ice cream cones. Well, you take the back seat. Just imagine the triumphant procession. Peter at the head. After him, the hunters leading the wolf. Up the procession, Grandfather and the cat. Grandfather shook his head discontentedly. Well, and if Peter hadn't caught the wolf, what then? Above them flew Birdie, chirping merrily, My, what brave fellows we are! Peter and I, look what we have caught! one would listen very carefully, he could hear the duck quacking inside the wolf, because the wolf, in his hurry, had swallowed her alive. leaders will never tell us what's been happening, or at best the truth. They never asked why Jamal Khashoggi was brutally murdered at a Saudi consulate in Istanbul on 2018. No, that question has never been asked nor answered, because he was assassinated for what he knew. I believe he was going to reveal a major change in the relationship of Saudi Arabia and the United States. Well, what could that information have been? I spent time trying to tell you what our future will be. By looking at events that are in the present, or in the not-too-distant past, So what I'm about to tell you are facts that led up to Khashoggi's death and I'll make assumptions that could leave America faced with some ugly decisions in the future. This began with our direct involvement with the Saudi-Yemeni war. In 2014, a Yemeni civil war prompted the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia to commence military action in Yemen. And it did it by using airstrikes, attempting to restore the Saudi-controlled Yemeni government. This conflict has been described as a proxy war, an extension of the larger Saudi-Iranian conflict that has existed since the fall of the Shah of Iran in 1979 and the institution of a Shia religious Islamic state. America has been directly prosecuting Saudi Arabia's war in Yemen against the Houthis, a Yemeni tribe, using aircraft purchased from America with Americans providing maintenance and training. The Houthi rebels, backed by the Iranians, have been able to conduct a war against Saudi Arabia using Iranian military advisors conducting drones attacks targeting strategic Saudi Arabia positions inside Saudi Arabia. It should be clear the United States has a long-standing agreement to provide Saudi Arabia with security since 1945, with the promise that America would receive as much oil as it needed to import. This, then, is at the heart of why Saudi Arabia ordered the assassination of Jamal Khashoggi. Jamal Khashoggi was a journalist promoting progressive policies in a variety of Saudi Arabian news venues. Records show he worked with the Saudi Intelligence Agency and with the American CIA, conducting interviews with Osama bin Laden when the Saudis were helping to defeat the the Soviet Union Army in the Afghanistan War from 1979 to 1989. Later, in Saudi Arabia, as Mohammed bin Salman, a crown prince, gained greater political power from his father, King Salman, Khashoggi wrote critical articles about the monarchy's policies towards women's rights. That finally ended when in 2017 he fled Saudi Arabia because of his opposition to the Saudi-Yemen War. It should be noted, in Saudi society, control of the monarchy founded by Abdul Aziz in 1924 could fill a cemetery from assassinations, executions, and politically motivated murders. So, it's safe to say the kingdom of Saudi Arabia ruled with a powerful and vengeful hand, and Khashoggi feared for his safety. It was FDR's agreement with King Abdulaziz in 1945 to provide Saudi Arabia security with American military in exchange for the Saudis guaranteeing America with as much oil as it needed to import for its growing economy. That agreement has lasted for over 70-odd years no matter who ruled the kingdom, save for an oil embargo and the formation of the Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries, or OPEC. But America got the energy it wanted or needed. However, the Saudi-Yemen War, which began in 2014, opened the prospect of oil being vulnerable to new technological advances in missiles and drone attacks. The Saudis were being defeated at its border, and that's when the realization that the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia was being outmatched by the Iranian-backed Houthi fighters. Saudi Arabia was vulnerable to ships being attacked by missiles in the Red Sea and even oil refineries as far north as the capital of Riyadh or even oil fields in the southeast. That's when something dramatic occurred. King Salman headed a Saudi delegation in October of 2017 to Moscow. It was the first time a Saudi king ever traveled to Russia. America had outlived its importance with the 1945 Saudi-American Oil Agreement. It's difficult to believe, but Vladimir Putin is a capitalist. He's not a communist and could easily fit the role of any rapacious capitalist that existed in America's history, and there were and still are many. He wants to win like any good capitalist wants to win. Here, then, are some of the facts prior to Kosogi's murder. In early 2017, Khashoggi gets wind of a Saudi general with orders to assassinate him. By June of 2017, Khashoggi escapes to the United States and begins working for the Washington Post. Four months later, in October of 2017, King Salman travels with a large delegation to Moscow. It's the first time any Saudi king traveled to Russia. One month later, in November of 2017, the Russian Direct Investment Fund sends to Saudi Arabia a Russian business mission comprised of 60 executives to negotiate bilateral agreements with the Saudi partnerships. This is important, because in 2017, a historic shift in Saudi-American relations and previous agreements took place. And here are some of the reasons. Iran is closely aligned with Russia, and the Iranians control how the Houthis in Yemen run the war against the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. It's a little like a chain reaction. If Russia tells Iran to stop supplying the Houthis with weapons, then the pressure is off the Saudis. Saudi Arabia has a population a little larger than the state of Texas with an army that is composed entirely of mercenaries. No Saudi citizen fights in its military force to defend Saudi Arabia, especially with a war with Yemen. It became obvious Saudi Arabia needed to swap out America's oil agreements for the protection of the Russian Federation. After America's war in Afghanistan, there was no way we were sending boots to Saudi Arabia. So after over 70 plus years, America has lost its access to a free check to get Saudi oil. Saudi Arabia was realigning itself with Russia, and journalists like Jamal Khashoggi, who posed a dissenting voice, to the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia were a threat to this new policy. And so, he was assassinated As of 2021, the United States consumes over 18 million barrels of oil every day. We import approximately 7 million barrels of oil with Canada, contributing about 3.5 million barrels of that 7 million. Saudi Arabia contributes about half a million barrels of oil each day. In America... Production of oil peaked in 1970 and had declined until 2010 with the production of about 7 million barrels domestically, with imports reaching 10 million barrels. Since 2010, production has increased dramatically and imports have decreased proportionately. Some analysts estimate the United States has proven oil reserves of 43.8 billion barrels. But oil production from Alaska's Prudhoe Bay oil fields reached a peak between 1985 to 1987 and have decreased ever since, cutting its production in half. It's difficult to say how much oil in America is actually recoverable. There are many different grades of oil, leaving the actual number of reserves in the ground truly undetermined. And this raises the question, are we running out of oil? It's possible our leaders aren't telling us the truth about what we have. I'm not an advocate for using oil, because it's done serious injury to the natural world. But the facts are, we're dependent on it, and no one will ever tell us that we're actually running out of it. The same is true for Saudi Arabia's oil reserves. They will never tell the rest of the world that they're running out of oil. In fact, Saudi Arabia has expressed a concern to diversify its economy. And maybe that's why they turned to Russia, thinking America's best days were behind it. They aren't going to keep selling oil to America. And we better get used to that. Khashoggi was murdered for what he knew. And it might not have been that saudi arabia was realigning with the russian federation it might have been a far more serious truth that they were running out of oil climate change is real but it just might be used as an excuse for what is about to happen and if one would listen very carefully he could hear the duck quacking inside the wolf because the wolf, in his hurry, had swallowed her alive. This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard a cut of Hans Zimmer's composition for the movie Interstellar, I'm Going Home. Then from Prokofiev's work, Peter and the Wolf, narrated by David Bowie, The Procession to the Zoo, with Eugene Orbandy conducting, followed by another cut from the movie Interstellar, Day One. And then from the movie, Miss Peregrine's Home for the Peculiar Children, of Mike Hegan and Matthew Murgeson's composition, A Place Like This. Then more from Interstellar, A Cut of Dust. And finally, The Duck Swallowed Whole from Peter and the Wolf. Stampede. Written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.